Matthew chapter 7 and verse number 7 tonight. If you'll stand with us. The Bible says, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom his son, if his son ask bread, will he give him a, fi- a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him? Lord, I pray tonight that you'll take the word of God and speak to us these next few moments. I pray the Holy Spirit would guide our tongue and our thoughts. Lord, I pray that you would help me, Lord, not to preach one minute longer than what you would have me to preach tonight. I pray, dear God, that you'd walk up and down the aisles of the church. Lord, beginning with this pulpit and challenges and changes for eternity's sake. Lord, we need to hear from heaven. And God, we need to touch heaven tonight for so many things. Lord, I pray that you would stir our hearts this week in revival. But Lord, just don't stir us. I pray you'd change us and challenges. Oh, God, send revival this week and throughout this year. May the spirit of revival rest upon this church. And we'll thank you in Christ's name we do pray. Amen, amen. You can be seated tonight. I want to preach these next few moments tonight on this subject, on the power of prayer. The power of prayer. I know that's a very simple subject tonight, but I think it's the most needed subject in this hour. I think in all of our lives as Christians, if there's anything we need, we need the power of prayer. Jesus spoke more about prayer than any other subject in all the Word of God during His ministry. In fact, this first sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, Though Christ may say many things, he spoke much about the power of prayer. And I have preached this sermon many, many times, and I'm not preaching it tonight uh, because it's something new or it's something that you or I have not heard, but I think it's the needed message of the hour on the eve of this revival meeting. I think if there's anything that the Holy Spirit would want us to walk away with tonight and to remember before we pillow our head and get up in the morning and start a week, I think God wants us to remember that there's power in prayer tonight. As our Savior began to talk about prayer in Matthew chapter number five, six, and seven, he talked about the pattern of prayer in chapter number six and he spoke about how that when we come to God we're to come to God in prayer and he laid out the pattern of prayer and then he talked about the promise of prayer in our text tonight and he talked about the problems of prayer how that many times when we come to God that we're not to pray as the hypocrites are to pray but in Matthew chapter number 7 what Jesus says about prayer is he gives us three things tonight uh, concerning the power of prayer that I want us to think about I preach many sermons from Matthew chapter chapter number seven and verse number seven. And I believe if there's any verses in all the word of God about prayer that cannot be exhausted, it's this passage that we have read tonight. There's much within this passage our Savior uh, talks about. He talks about uh, uh, in this passage the instruction of prayer. As he said, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. That's the instruction that God gives us about prayer. When he talked about asking, that's the petition. 
done. When he talked about seeking, he said that is the, uh, the passion that we are to seek. And then knocking is the persistence of that prayer as he talked about the instruction of prayer. And then there's the illustrations of prayer in verses nine and 10. He said, what man is there of you whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? In other words, he said that if your own son came to you and he had a real need, if he needed bread or if he needed fish, he said you would not give him something that would be so evil, but you would meet the need that was being his life. And he said if you would be willing to do that, then how much more, that's the inspiration, how much more if we being evil know how to give good gifts unto our children, how much more is our Father in heaven willing to give good gifts to those that ask him. I'm saying tonight if we're not careful, we'll spend our Christian life living below our privileges and never using the great avenue and the great asset that we have in prayer tonight. There is power in prayer, amen. The apostle Paul believed this. He said in Ephesians 3 and verse number 20, we quoted it this morning. Now to him that is able, you see Paul in that verse, he is praying for the church at Ephesus and he is asking things for them. And what verse 20 is, it is the closing remarks of the prayer of the apostle Paul for the church at Ephesus. And Paul closed that prayer by saying, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we do ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And I want to tell you tonight, if we're willing to believe God and if we're willing to exercise faith and trust God, then God is willing to give us the power that is in prayer tonight. You see, prayer is not some magic wand that we wave whenever uh, we need something done. Prayer is not some last resort that we resort to when we've exhausted every other resource. No, I want to tell you, prayer is the greatest weapon that the Christian has. Uh, prayer is the greatest resource that heaven has given us to offer tonight. Prayer, my friend, is the greatest avenue that you and I can ever trot down. I want to tell you, prayer is communion with God. Prayer is a deep assurance uh, in a time of adversity. Prayer, my friend, is strength whenever you and I are weary and whenever we're weak. Prayer is comfort whenever we don't know which way to turn. I want to tell you, friend, prayer is what will get you through the day. Prayer is what will help you sleep at night. Prayer is what will get you over the next hilltop. Prayer is what will see you through the valley. Prayer is what will bring you to the mountaintop. I'm telling you, friend, there's nothing like prayer. When you trust God in prayer, you're never more stronger than when you're on your knees and you're asking God for what is beyond yourself, amen. And that is the power of prayer, amen. Prayer is a releasing of all the stress and the anguish and, the, and, the, and my friend, the anxiety that we carry when we go to God in prayer. We take every bit of that and we lay it on the altar. You know why you feel so much better when you pray? Because you've let go of some things, amen? I'm gonna tell you why people are so burdened down and why so they're so stressed out in these days. Uh, they've forgotten the prayer closet. They've let the cobwebs uh, uh, gather in their prayer closet. Now I'm telling you, there's some things tonight I can't do anything about. There's some things tonight I can't change for if I could, I'd change them before sun up. I can't fix some situations. I'll tell you what I can do. I can get them out of my hands and I can put them in some hands that's a whole lot bigger than what I am and I can take it to the Lord and I can leave it there and there's nothing more reassuring. There's nothing more refreshing than when you take that burden off your shoulder and you put it on the shoulder of God, Amen. And that's in prayer. 
In prayer, you can be yourself. In prayer, you can talk to God as yourself and for yourself and by yourself. In prayer, my friend, you can come in the presence of God with the assurance that God not only hears, but that he will not tell anyone what you have told him. In prayer, you can be yourself. In prayer, my friend, you can agonize with God. You can tell him everything that's in your heart, whether it be good, bad, or ugly. You can roll it all out and lay it there, and you can ask God to help you with it. I'm telling you, friend, there is nothing that will help you anymore then when you steal away somewhere in the secret place and you get along with God, sometimes when you pray, you may feel like you've not been heard, but it's worth all the times that you pray through and you know that God heard your earnest prayer. Amen. The Bible said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man, it availeth. That means it accomplishes much. You want to do much for God? Pray. You want to see bigger things in 20... 19, pray. You want to see your children get right with God? Pray for them. You can preach to them and you ought to. You ought to teach them right, train them right, and you ought to do all them things. But at the end of the day, you're going to, ask God, you're going to have to ask God to work on a part of them that nobody can work on. And that's their heart. Amen. I'm telling you, when we can't get a hold of them, God knows how to get a hold of them. I'm t- telling you tonight, when it comes to a church, I can't make a church do right. I can't make a church live right. And you can't make me live right, by the way. But I'll tell you what we can do. I can pray for you and you can pray for me. And God, the Holy Spirit can help every one of us. He can draw us nigh to his side. I'm telling you, friend, the power of prayer, it knows no boundaries. It knows no limitations. It knows, my friend, no walls. The boundary of prayer goes beyond our own street. You can pray for somebody on the other side of the world and God can help them when I can't get to where they are, when I don't have the resources to help them, when I don't have the wisdom and the counsel to give them, I can go to my knees in prayer and God can do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. I'm talking about the power of prayer. It's within our grasp. It's within our reach. If we'll we'll pray the price, if we'll just pray the price, if we'll just pray the price, if we'll sacrifice, if we'll take the time, if we'll get along with God, God, we'll find out that praying the price always pays when we pray, amen, tonight. There's power. There's power tonight in prayer. You say, but Brother Gravely, I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed for something or someone and the situation has not got better. If anything, it has gotten worse. Well, my friend, don't you listen to the devil and don't you think for one minute that just because you prayed and things have not gotten better on your end that God's not doing something on his end. You see, sometimes uh, things have to get real bad before they can get real good. And sometimes, can I be honest with you, God's gotta bring people all the way down to the bottom before they'll ever look up. But I promise you when they do, look up. The first thing they're going to see, they're going to see the prayers of those that have been calling their names out in prayer. I'm here to tell you, I feel a witness on that tonight. I know, if I don't know much, but I know this much. I know there's a God in heaven and I know he hears and he answers our prayers. Hallelujah tonight. Brother God hears prayer when he don't hear anything else. You say, preacher, I can't do nothing but cry, that's good. Sometimes I don't say anything about my prayers. Have you ever just wept over things? So what's been a long time? Well, you need to get your tears back. You need to learn to weep again. 
Weeping over prayers will probably do more than any words that we'll ever say. For God looks on the heart. Y'all believe God looks on the heart tonight? I'm telling you, listen, God goes beyond the language of our tongue and God sees the recesses of our soul and whenever tears begin to flow from our eyes, God looks down in the recesses of our soul. He sees the heaviness. He sees the hurt. He sees the pain. God sees the burden. He sees the turmoil that's coming out of our eyes and God reads those prayers. I think, my friend, the tears of God's people on a blown and altar somewheres has what's kept a lot of people out of hell. It's kept what's kept a lot of churches in the spirit of revival. It's kept my friend this country on the track it's still on today is because somebody knew how to get a hold of the horns of the altar. They knew how to weep. They knew how to worship. They knew how to pray. I'm telling you tonight there is power in prayer. Hallelujah. Oh listen to me. He's able tonight. Jeremiah 33, 3 said, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things that thou knowest not of. Someone told Brother B.R. Lakin one time, they said, well, he quoted that verse and some, you know, some intellectual idiot came up after the service uh, and said, uh, uh, Brother Lakin, don't you know that when that verse was written, it was not in our dispensation of time and it was not written to the, to the church, it was written to the Jews. Uh, he said, oh, he said, I'm sorry. He said, I'm so glad you informed me about that. He said, I didn't know that. He said, I, he said I'm sorry, I've been using that verse out of context. Uh, he said, I, I, I've seen a lot of prayers answered on that that verse uh, and all this time I didn't know I was using it in the wrong dispensation of time. Uh, now isn't that how silly some people are? Uh, I know there's different dispensations in the Bible uh, but if God didn't want us to have Jeremiah 33, 3 he wouldn't have put it in there. Friend, uh, and brother I've hung on to it in the hard times of life. Uh, I've clung to it when I didn't know what else to cling to uh, and it'll never fail you. It'll never let you down. If you'll call on God he will answer and he will show you great and mighty things. Are you believing God for big things in 2019? Are you asking God to do some impossible things? Brother David mentioned it over in the prayer room about God doing impossible things. Uh, the Bible said the things that are impossible with man are possible with God. I'm telling you, friend, we ought, to, we ought to ask God to do things that's far beyond what we're capable of doing. We ought to ask God to save people that if, if God don't do it, we know that God has to do it for everybody. But there are people, there's hard cases, as I mentioned this morning, that you know as well as I do, if they don't get saved, no listen they're going to go to hell and it looks like they're never going to get saved but don't you quit calling their name out in prayer listen as long as there's breath in their body there's hope that they can be saved by the grace of God George Mueller prayed 56 years for his two brothers and when he died they were lost you've heard me tell it I'm sure but at his funeral when the preacher got through preaching both of his brothers got saved one on this end of his casket and the other one on this end. Mueller also had a list of 62 men that were lost they were praying for, 62 men. Somebody took that list and kept it and over a period of two decades, all 62 men got saved. I'm telling you, God hears and he answers prayer. 
Brother, I want to tell you, there was a Church of Christ preacher that owned this parcel of land on this side and a Church of Christ elder that owned the, uh, owned the parcel of land on this side and both of us said, well, uh, told us they'll never get, the, the church will never get this property. I want to tell you, my friend, God, let us get that piece of property where the fellowship hall in the parking lot is and God, let us get that piece of property. I'm telling you, listen, God hears prayer. You can't stop the prayers of God's people. I don't care what somebody, nobody says. I, I don't care what no president or prime minister I don't care what no army or no atheist says. When God's people goes to pray, heaven picks up. Business picks up in heaven free. And what you and I need to do is we don't need a bellyache and whine about everything. We just need to go to God on our knees. We need to lay our burden before God. And we need to say, God, we can't, but you can. God, we don't know how, but we know that you will. And God, we're trusting you by faith. I'm here to tell you tonight, friend, God can do through us what we cannot do ourselves if we'll pray. Amen. There are more books written on prayer probably than any other subject. It's preached more and practiced less. I don't think tonight that what you and I need, and there's nothing wrong with this, I read books about prayer. But what we need tonight is not another book on prayer. We just need to pray. Jesus said men ought always to pray and not to faith. You want to stay in the fight? Pray. You want to keep your fire for God? I want to keep my fire, Brother Laddie. I believe you do too. I've made my mind up by the grace of God. If ain't nobody left shouting but me and you and Brother Barnes, we're going to keep on shouting. Isn't that right? I'm telling you, friend, that's not an indictment against everybody else. I just believe those men's going to keep shouting, amen? And I'm going to keep shouting with them by the grace of God. I'm not letting anything knock my shout out of God to help me. I'm not letting anybody knock my shout out. I'm not going to let problems knock my shout out by the grace of God. I want to keep my joy. We may lose everything else, but I want to keep my joy, friend, because the joy of the Lord is our strength. You know how you're going to do that? You're going to have to pray, amen? Because prayer will keep joy in your life. Amen. I'm talking about tonight the power of prayer. Seeing God do the impossible. Seeing God do the things that we cannot do. Brother, I'm telling you tonight, I've seen the Lord answer prayer. Haven't you? Can you testify to that thought tonight? Have you seen God ever answer a prayer for you? That's one of the ways I know I'm saved tonight is because God has answered prayers. I prayed about things and God's done them and not because I'm anybody special tonight. If God would hear my prayers, he'll hear anybody's prayers in this building tonight. I don't have some special avenue with God. I don't have some special secret with God. The Bible said the Lord is no respecter of persons, amen? If you'll make a list, if you'll call them out, if you'll believe God for it, he'll do it in his own time and in his own will, he'll give you the answer that you need. Until God gives the answer, you just keep on asking. You keep on seeking. You keep on knocking. Amen. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and to him that seeketh knocketh, and to him that findeth it shall be opened. Amen. Do you know sitting here, I was thinking about this this week, sitting here about however many years ago this was, Brother Donnie, however many years ago it was that we was looking at going to Memorial. On a Sunday morning, I think it was the Sunday morning that we were going to take the vote. And the vote didn't pass, which surprised both of us. I was so, and I believe it with all of my heart, I believe God gave me nine things as to why it was the will of God to go to that place. But it didn't happen, did it? I was disappointed but not defeated. But sitting right there 
while Brother Danny was teaching Sunday school one morning. I was looking for a handkerchief in my Bible. I don't know what passage Brother Allen was teaching that morning, but it was not Joshua chapter one. I was looking in that handkerchief for whatever reason was laying there in Joshua chapter one. And when I opened to Joshua chapter one, I'm telling you just, I mean immediately in five minutes, the Holy Ghost said, here's the last sermon you'll ever preach in this building. And in what it was in the book of Joshua, those people were leaving the wilderness, they were leaving familiar ground, and they were headed to new ground. And I thought that's where we was going. And just like that, in five minutes ago, I saw where Joshua, where God said if, to Israel, if you'll do these seven things, God said, I'll do these seven things. And I wrote them down, and the Holy Spirit said, that's the last sermon you're to preach behind this pulpit. And when that did not happen, I thought to myself, God, what are you doing? You know, I still got that sermon. I believe with all my heart I'll preach it one day. I believe I'll preach it here. I think if God told me that, then I think I'll preach it here. You say, well, preacher, what do you do when things don't work out the way you thought you just keep on praying? I can't see everything, but I can see a little more today than I could those years ago sitting right there. What I thought was going to be there and probably should have been, now it's going to be somewhere else. You know why that is? Because God hears prayer. You see, tonight, God will do for you. You don't have to tell everybody else's story. If you'll pray, God will give you your own stories. Amen. Nothing wrong with telling other stories. But if you'll pray, God will give you some stories of your own. God will move in, in your life. God will work on your behalf. God will do things uh, for you that, that, that he has done for others. Uh, uh, you may know somebody tonight that is a prodigal that has wandered far away from God. I'm telling you tonight, if you'll shed the tears and if you'll pray the prayers, uh, just keep on praying. I'm telling you, those prodigals can come home tonight. They'll come home on the prayers of that mother, the prayers of that father that would not be denied, that would not give up for you. I've seen it too many times. I remember one service when a man stood up over here weeping, not in this church, but in another church. He stood up here weeping for his son. He didn't know his son had walked in the back door and he's standing there testifying, saying, I prayed all week that he'd come to revival. I prayed all week he'd get right with God. I've asked God every night and I believe God that he would come. He didn't know his son was standing back there, but while he is a testifying, his boy was already under conviction. He pulled an 18-wheeler across the road, uh, walked past, uh, walked over four lanes of a highway, uh, came in that little church at night. Uh, I'm telling you while his daddy was testifying, he got under old time conviction and he came down the aisle and he said, Daddy, I'm here, I'm here. Uh, I want to get right with God. I'm here to tell you, friend, God, uh, he hears uh, and he answers prayer. Hallelujah tonight. God can do that. The problem tonight is if he can ever move us enough to believe him, to believe God. You know, I figured this out about prayer. There's not much I know, but I figured this out. If you ask him for enough, then he's always doing something for you. Did you know that? There's not a day goes by that God won't answer a prayer for you if you ask him for enough. You see, we think that if we just ask God for a thing or two, I don't want to ask him for too much. I mean, I know he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, but 
You know, if I could just, if, if somehow if I could just manipulate God into doing this one thing for me, that's not how it works for him. He said, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden's light. God said, you ain't going to put too much on me. Amen. He said, come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. God said, as much as you need to talk about, let's talk about it. Well, God, I need, you to, I need you to take care of my family today. God said, I'll take care of your family. I need you to keep my children healthy and, and I need you to keep my spouse healthy. Lord, I need, you to, I need you to keep them free from cancer and heart disease. And I, I need you to help them live a little bit longer here on earth. I'll help them live another day. You believe that? I believe God will answer that. If you'll pray, God, would you take care of them today? I'm telling you, when the sun sets and they've been taken care of, you ought to thank him for taking care of them. That's a prayer answered, amen? You ought to pray for your church and pray for your pastor, pray for your pastor's wife, pray for your deacons, pray for the Sunday school teachers. Ask God to bless the church spiritually and financially and numerically. Ask God to move and the spirit of God be upon the church. The more you pray about, the more you seek God do. Just keep asking. That's what it means. It means to ask and to ask and to keep on asking, amen. Don't ask him for a thing or two. You can do a whole lot more. If you'll ask, ask and you shall receive. You believe that tonight? The power of prayer. She comes and gets us a song ready tonight. I want to ask you this simple question. I want to ask you a question tonight that every time I ask myself, convicts me. How's your prayer life? You don't have to tell me about it tonight. And I'm not, listen.